What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, September 1st, 2023. Where does the summer go? This is our roundtable with my dear friends and colleagues, Ray McGovern and Larry Johnson. And of course, we welcome uh, all of you to the show. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. You each have been on already this week and this uh, double duty, double dipper, whatever you want to call it, particularly on a Friday in summertime. Uh, of a holiday weekend is terrific. I want to start uh, with an interview that my friend and former colleague, uh, Tucker Carlson, did with Viktor Orban, the prime minister of Hungary. We have a couple of clips, and we've shown them all, but one of them um, struck the intellect of the three of us. So I'm going to start with that, and then we'll talk about it. Um, this is Viktor Orban talking about the difference between uh, the way Americans view America or the way the West views itself and the way Russians view Russia and Russian culture. To understand the Russians, it's a difficult thing. So when we speak about politics, I, I mean Westerners, what is the focus point of our conversation? The focus point is freedom. How to provide more and more freedom to the people. When you speak on politics in Russia, this is not the number one issue. The number one issue, how to keep together the country. That's generate a different kind of culture and understanding of politics. That's create a, a kind of military approach, always on security, safety, buffer zone, geopolitical approaches. It's but we have to understand that we cannot beat them as we do just now. It's impossible. They will not kill their leader. They will never give it up. They will keep together the country and they will defend it. We finance more, they will invest more. If we send more technical equipment, they will produce more. So don't misunderstand the Russians. So they're not going to get sick of Putin and throw him out? <sighs> Come on, it's a joke. <clears throat> to me, that crystallizes one of the best uh, analyses in a brief way of the West versus Russia I have ever heard. Ray, what are your thoughts? Well, Orban also discussed a distinctive characteristic having to do with religion and how Russia was obsessed with uh, its uh, Christian religion and also its need to keep the country together, as Orban says. Uh, this may be a, 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 a difference, a different distinction without a difference, uh, but I think it all pretty much laid to Russian history. If you look at Russian history, they had barely gotten to themselves together in Kiev, okay, the Slavs, 
when they were invaded by the Mongols, Genghis Khan and crew, and occupied by, take note, two, two centuries and 40 years, okay? So now we're coming out of the, in the West, we're coming out of the Dark Ages. The Russians are just finally throwing off the, what they call the Tartar yoke, the Tatarskia Iga. And what happens? Oh, they were invaded by Sweden, Lithuania, right? The Hanseatic lead and Poland. They fight them off during the 1500s. Now, Ivan the Terrible finally consolidates, gets rid of his oligarchs, actually. They call it boyars. And he consolidates it. And then what he, he gets more, more Mongols and he gets more Swedes. Finally, Peter the Great in the 17th century fights off the Swedes, beats them in 1721 and says, I'm turning west. Our future, Russia's future, we're going to beat a window into the West, and they did. What happened? <laughs> 1812, he's invaded by the West, Napoleon. Uh, 1941, he's invaded by Hitler. That's the experience they've had with the West. Now, just to finish up here, uh, when the Soviet Union imploded, Putin, by some miracle, was given the chance to put things together if he could, and he said, Finally, our chance to join the West. Let's join NATO. Uh, there's no more need for NATO. Uh, when we join them, then it'll disappear because the Warsaw Pact's gone. We're no threat to anybody. Don't build any 155 millimeter shells. They're not needed anymore. And he was rebuffed. Long story short, came down to Ukraine where the West moved its intermediate range mis ballistic missile emplacements in Romania and Poland. You face the same kind of situation that John F. K. John F. Kennedy faced in Cuba in 62. Right. So this is what the Russians are preoccupied. They have this history and every single Russian schoolboy or girl knows that by heart. And you know, when you talk about Poland, you talk about Lithuania, <laughs> you talk about the Baltic states, uh, we dismiss them as no threat to Russia at all. The Russians know their history. Larry, um, do you accept the basic premise? I'm sure you accept the history. Ray, Ray's history is sure. well known. It may be forgotten. It may not even be studied in the West, but no, nobody can really dispute the accuracy of the historical events in the timeline uh, he just gave us. Uh, but how do you react to what Viktor Orban said. And if you agree with what Viktor Orban said, why don't we hear this from anybody else? Well, Orban is a rare voice within the European Union. I mean, he's basically isolated uh, because he's conservative, because he's religious, and because he doesn't want to open his borders to uh, uh, the illegal flow of refugees into the country. And so therefore you've had the United States and other European countries working actively to get rid of him. I mean, the United States, we got all outraged in 2006 over alleged Russian interference in our election, but by God, we were directly interfering in the Hungarian uh, election uh, that uh, brought uh, Orban to power uh, two years ago, uh, or re-elected him anyway. We, so, we were interfering in a way to block Orban? Or oh to yeah, help to him. defeat him. Yeah, right. absolutely. Funding his opponents, etc. So, you know, we've got... Yeah, you know, would uh, I be naive to say does the CIA put its finger on its thumb on the scale of elections in foreign countries? Well, it wasn't even the CIA. I mean, it was the State Department 
we were we we didn't even go for the covert route we were just open <laughs> open about the opposition you know hypocrisy means nothing in all right but in States. terms of orban's uh, understanding of the russian psyche as being more concerned with stability safety integrity of borders than with personal liberty is that a fair uh, explanation of the russian mentality and that it's a, is it a fundamental reason why the west doesn't understand russia uh, yes and yes you know the west persists and, and and we've seen this among these retired generals both in the united states and from australia of all places they continue to believe that putin exists as the head of russia by virtue of the cult of personality and it's just it's just his he's a personal dictator and that if we can just kill enough uh, of the people in the donbass or other russians that's going to create political domestic unrest and that'll get rid of putin and that putin is he's just this one isolated guy and all we got to do is pressure and they'll, they'll dump him they don't realize that putin is actually a manifestation of that deeper roots that are tied to history as, as ray noted and that's what orban's trying to get across there is there is a complete cultural misunderstanding between the uh, on the part of the west regarding what russia is we we are seized with a fantasy with a delusion that doesn't exist and our miscalculation on that's going to kill us if uh if president biden asked his cia briefers ray a job you once had obviously not for this president uh what's the best off-ramp what do you think those briefer in in this war or for the U.S. in this war, what do you think those briefers would advise him? Judge, if I were my own man, as I was during the 80s, I would tell him the truth. I would tell him, for example, that Putin has given an offer that you should accept now. It was made last fall, but he talked about Odessa, Odessa, the beautiful Russian city in the bottom of Ukraine, the seaport right on the Black Sea. He said, Odessa could be a yabloka razdora. Uh, yabloka is apple. Razdor is conflict or apple of discord. Think about the Trojan War. I have a sister-in-law. Yeah. We nicknamed her Iris because wherever she goes, there was discord. But anyway, that was the Greek <laughs> goddess. <laughs> well, it was also named after Victoria Nolan, but she doesn't get it just yet. <laughs> now I'm in trouble at the next family gathering. I won't say which sister-in-law it is, but go ahead. <laughs> and I'm in trouble next time I have dinner with Victoria Nolan. Anyway, uh, all kidding aside. I don't aside, think that dinner's coming up pretty soon. I'm sorry for coming up. Go ahead. Take he said, look, Odessa is where it's at. Okay, it could be an apple of discord, or it could be a way of solving seemingly intractable problems by a process of give and take. That's what Putin said. The date was October 27th, 2022. Okay, and, uh, and so it was out there. Now, you had to read the Q&A after his speech all the way through to get that Q&A. It was a planted question, and this is the way we used to advise presidents. So I would say, President Biden, look, uh, if someone told you Russia has lost, forget about it. 
they either lying or they just don't know which end is up. Now, uh, what's happening is Russia is winning. Russia is going to go all the way to the river, the Dnieper River, because they can. And then they're going to say, look, are you ready now to negotiate? The yes is key, because <clears throat> if Ukraine's going to be a, a viable state in any real sense, it's got to have an access to the sea, right? It can't just become a farm for the rest of Europe. So we'll we'll work a deal on Odessa. We'll make it a we'll we'll operate it jointly, okay? Uh, but we'll let you have a say on Odessa. You can have the rest of the Ukraine as long as you have a little uh, buffer buffer zone so that your artillery doesn't hit us on the other side of the Dnieper. Let's deal. I think Putin is ripe for that. I think he's he, he doesn't want to go into the rest of Ukraine, but he can. And God God help us. He might. I don't think he'd do it this year. He might well do it next year. And that would mean war with NATO. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Here's uh, President Zelensky in Italy yesterday, uh, Larry, arguing that there can be no peace until the Donbass and Crimea are evacuated. This is fanciful, but it's what he said, evacuated of Russian troops. Is Crimea the keyword for a path toward peace? Above Donbass. Without the Crimea, without uh, the Donbass, without our occupied territories, there won't be true sustainable peace in Ukraine, which means there will not be peace in this European area. So, yeah, it can be solved diplomatically or it can be resolved in a military way. We are for the Russian troops to leave the peninsula without our pressure because it will mean less victims, less casualties. We care after own people and we are caring after our own people. Let Putin care after his own citizens. Larry, can anybody in the international community, political, military, diplomatic intelligence, whatever community they're in, take that seriously? Or do they just assume this is nothing but nonsense for domestic Ukrainian political consumption? No, no, he's serious, as is most of the West, most of the Biden, almost all, I think all of the Biden team and many members of Congress, they still believe that nonsense. You still got military, uh, retired military personnel like David Petraeus and Ben Hodges and this this clown out of Australia named Mick Ryan, who genuinely believe that Ukraine has a snowball's chance in hell of uh, forcing Russia to give up the Donbass, to give up Mariupol, 
to give up Crimea and go scurrying back into Russia's ancient boundaries with its tail between its legs. It's not going to happen. It is not. And so as long as they persist with this kind of delusion, the number of Ukrainians that are dying on the field of battle is going to continue to mount. Yeah. Ukraine's ability to persist and continue the fight is going to continue to deteriorate. And the risk of a direct conflict between the United States and Russia is going to increase. And if it comes to that, the United States will lose. The United States will suffer a military defeat at the hands of Russia. That is not, uh, that's not my hope. That's not my guess. It is the reality in terms of the, how, how unprepared the United States is for this kind of conflict. And yet we are belligerent and insistent, just as, uh, uh, just as uh, Volodymyr Zelensky is in this, in this crazy comment to this Italian. Here's um, Prime Minister Orban again on if the United States wants to end this war, It'll be over in 24 hours. So if United States would like to have a peace, next morning there is a peace. Because it's obvious that the Ukrainians, the poor Ukrainians on their own, they are not competitive in this war. So if there is no money and there is no equipment from the West and especially from United States, the war is over. The solution is in your hand. It's in the hand of, the, of your president. The president one or the future one. But you will solve it. The United States can do it. Nobody else. It's not the solution for the Ukrainians. Of course, it's about Ukrainians. They cannot be neglected. They must be involved. But the real factor is not Ukraine. The real factor is intention of the United States. I think he's right, right? Well, he's right. Uh, the real problem here is that the Ukrainian war should not be looked at uh, exclusively as a Ukrainian thing. The, the West is in there. The U.S. is in there to weaken Russia, to give Russia a strategic defeat those are the words of the president of the united states right I mean, right hello right. so you know the next day the next morning it would be over orban is completely the right now the problem is you know and larry is quite right about conventional warfare uh russia's going to win hands down what will these crazy people not so much crazy but blinken uh sullivan hunter and his daddy, what are they going to do when it looks like they're really going to lose this thing and it's an election year? And my God, if their competitor comes in into office, they're going to go to jail. What I'm well, saying here know, is this person. Joe, Joe needs an off ramp, whether they freeze the conflict and he just declares uh, victory. We stop them from going to Kiev or some nonsense like that that the American public uh, might buy, or whether we just continue to use Ukraine as a battering ramp. Joe needs some kind of a candle on this to sell, I think, to sell yeah. to the American people if he's going to run for re-election, Ray. Well, what I'm going to say here is pretty frightening. Go ahead. He does have an off-ramp, okay? When he ran out of shells for the 155 millimeter howitzers and other things, they looked around and they found, oh, cluster munitions. They're going to run out of them. And then what are these guys going to do? They're going to look on the top shelf there. Oh, they're under lock and key. Those are the mini nukes. Ooh. Now, there is a realistic possibility because 
They're going to lose badly. They're going to lose badly before the election. There is a possibility that because of this extra personal incentive to get out, to stay out of jail, if Trump comes in, they they would be sorely tempted to use just these little, you know, half the size of Hiroshima for God's sake. And that's what Putin and his generals have to be afraid of. It's, that doesn't matter what I'm afraid of. It matters what they're afraid of. They have to count that in now. The evidence is mounting against all these guys. Let- they could end up in jail and they know it. Larry, how dangerous is this scenario? Well, how realistic and then how dangerous is this scenario that our, that our friend Ray has just uh, painted? Well, the United States has very few, uh, uh, very few options when it comes to a military response in Ukraine. Well, you know, we don't have a lot of troops deployed. So to, in order to assemble a force that might represent of a significant threat to Russia, it's going to take, you know, six months at least to rally, you know, round them up, put them on ships and send them overseas. But once that starts, Russia could then start sinking those vessels. Um, the thing the United States has failed to calculate is that because of George W. Bush and his decision to walk away from the anti-ballistic missile treaty, Russia has developed robust effective ballistic missile defenses. What that means is that they have a realistic chance of defeating any nuclear weapon launched by the United States. Not 100%, but they have a far greater than 80% chance of surviving that. Uh, The United States has zero capability to defeat such ballistic missiles. So, in the event it comes to this escalation, Russia would could be damaged and would suffer, you know, maybe millions of casualties, but would survive. The United States would not survive. Mm. The United States would be erased. And you both believe that this catastrophe, this Holocaust, could come about because we aided Ukraine in this war and enabled them to slaughter Russian boys. Wow. Um, Here's uh, Viktor Orban, it's the last one we'll run, but it's profound, uh, saying essentially what the two of you have said, not with respect to uh, this being escalated to nuclear war, but, but with it being obvious who's winning and who's losing, no matter what the Western media or how the Western media wants to portray this. In the United States, the view is that Ukraine is winning this war. It doesn't sound like that's true. No, it's a lie. It's not just a misunderstanding. It's a lie. It's impossible. Everybody who's in politics and understand the logic, the figures, the data, no way. Why is it impossible? Because that way, the Ukrainian, the poor Ukrainians die every day. Yes. Hundreds and thousands, you know. So I'm, my heart is with them. It's tragedy for Ukraine. But they will run out earlier from the soldiers, number of soldiers, than the Russians. What finally will count is boots on the ground. And the Russians are far stronger, far numerous, more numerous it is more than the Ukrainians. Many more. So this strategy, what we are just supporting, is a bad engineering of the strategy. Wait, is anybody else in NATO? Hungary's in NATO, Larry. Does anybody else in NATO, head of the government in NATO, say anything like that? No, no. 
I mean, I, I applaud Orban for, again, he's got a grasp on reality. What is truly shocking is how many of the European leaders and here in the United States are completely out of touch. They have, they have embraced lies that are verifiable lies. Insists that Russia uh, is poorly trained, poorly led, has uh, poor morale, that it's uh, dragoon conscripts, whereas Ukraine is great, terrific leadership, great morale, and is not suffering many casualties at all. I, you, you, you reach a point where words cannot capture this kind of delusion. Larry, um, I mean, uh, Ray, are there agents in the CIA who largely agree with what Viktor Orban just said? And can their message make it to the White House? Or are we, the beating, the, are we beating a dead horse here? Well, we're beating a dead horse, uh, Judge. Uh, what we have in the CIA is a residue of the malleable managers that were appointed by Bill Casey and Bobby Gates. Uh, they, in turn, uh, appointed malleable managers in their image. And what you have is the head of the CIA telling the president a month ago, uh, uh, Mr. President, not only has uh, Russia already lost, but the 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 incompetence of the Russian military has been laid bare for the whole world to see. I mean, what la-la land does Bill Burns now inhabit? He's become a cog in the propaganda wheel of our government, and I hate to see that happen to the CIA, particularly its director. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. We have a nice, long three-day weekend coming up. We'll We'll see you both uh, next week. Thank you. Happy Enjoy. Labor Day. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Of course. Well, of course, my dear friends, more as we get it. That's one of the, so this is some of the best stuff we do when we have minds with a level of experience and hearts with the level of courage that you see in Larry Johnson and Ray McGovern and our other uh, guests as well. Uh, and I beam with pride and sometimes get goosebumps on my arms when, uh, I'm privileged to moderate a discussion like this. You don't get this anywhere else. We are determined to give you a truthful analysis of what's going on uh, in Ukraine, which you're not going to hear at the mainstream media, including the mainstream media, media that employed me for 24 years. This is what judging freedom does. So we're up to 193,000 uh, subscribers. Our goal is 200,000 by Monday. We can still make it. Tell your friends, tell your relatives, tell your co-workers. If you have nothing to do on, on Labor Day afternoon, get somebody to subscribe and tell them these guys are looking out for your liberty.